Welcome to Write to Publish, your go-to podcast for all things writing and publishing. I'm Karen Stanley, a 14 times published author and the founder of Mabel and Stanley Publishing. Join me as I share a multitude of tips and insights drawn from my own writing and publishing journey. We'll be hearing from some inspirational authors too, who will share their writing experiences and top tips for success. Each week, we'll learn about an aspect of writing from composition to genre and from publishing to marketing. Listen in as we learn and chat about all things writing and publishing. And let's get you on the right path. Okay, so welcome to Write to Publish, uh, another episode in the podcast series. I'm Karen Stanley. I'm a writing coach, publisher and writer myself. And as promised, we've got some great authors coming up to talk to you about their writing journey and their book publishing journey so that we can all learn from each other and be inspired by uh, different people's um, objectives and goals and journeys and experiences and none more inspirational than the lovely Ryan Nurse who I met probably about a year ago uh, was introduced to him by um, a personal friend and he's had quite a special journey regarding the uh, publication of his book so let's first of all Ryan welcome to the Right to Publish podcast tell us first of all what's the title of your book Hello, everybody. So thank you so much for having me. And no, that's not the title of the book. So the title <laughs> of my book is actually called Sort Your Shit Out. It's how to Lovely. build the life of your dreams. And what does shit stand for? Not to, not not to... <laughs> metaphorically. Oh, God, you, you, you're putting me on the spot now. Um, it's like, there's, I don't even remember the, the names of what it is, but I've got each one. There's a different one for every single one of them. I haven't yeah. memorised them. But it's literally the steps that you need to you need to take in order to say build the life of your dreams. Yeah. So it's about self-awareness, isn't it? It's um, happiness. It's about implementation, taking your time, all of that. So it's about those stages of the plan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah you, yeah. you got it right, Karen. <laughs> we're, not just, we're not just talking about poo here. So um, tell us, Ryan, what there's quite an interesting story about how you came to write the book, isn't it? Isn't it really? Do you want to tell us a little bit? Yeah. About so that? look. Yeah, of course. So look, for me, um, I've been on a wild journey on my life. I'm actually turning 31 this weekend. But growing up through my, say, childhood, etc., I was the crazy kid. I would do all these weird and wonderful stunts and tricks and do crazy things and end up finding myself literally being bashed in the head millions of times over and over. My poor mum. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I, I was like the, the dangerous kid, the kid that didn't give a crap about anything. I'll just do anything. And, you know, I'd always find myself in and out of hospital as a young child for doing these, say, usually stunt-related uh, things. But then growing up into an 18-year-old lad, I end up finding myself literally knocking on death's doors after being attacked on the way home from a nightclub, which literally left me in hospital with a fractured skull and a blood clot due to a bleed on the brain. I had absolutely zero brain activity. And because of that, specialists told my parents that they should really think about pulling the plug on my life support machine because they said if I was to ever come back I would never walk or talk again and I would be in a vegetative state for the rest of my life so that was one of the first things that happened to me and then maybe many years later around six seven years later um, I had this amazing relationship with my ex-partner who is now my ex-girlfriend we had this great relationship um, and then sadly that came crashing down and I found uh, myself walking into a restaurant to see her there with another guy and, you know, 
I'm not going to go into all of these things because it doesn't really matter. But what matters most is like the lessons that I took from these uh, adversities. You know, like I'm a big believer that adversity is an absolute blessing in disguise because mm. there is so much lessons in these painful things. Like sometimes your most profound periods of pain can also turn out to be your greatest gifts of growth. So for me, I grew so so much through these painful events, and obviously in the moment. Um, sometimes you can't even see a way out and you think this is you forever. And that's what I was like for a long time. But when I sort of flipped my mindset, got on the right track, started to surround myself with, say, like-minded, positive people, I started to elevate my life. And I realized that I should really focus on the lessons rather than the losses. And I, I extracted so many, say, positive, priceless lessons from these painful events in my life. And then as I sort of come out up and out of that depression back in sort of 2019, 2020, I realized that I have all the information in here, especially when COVID come round. And I started to just be vulnerable and share my message online um, to help people mainly with their mental health when it was a COVID lockdowns. And then as I sort of progressed and then I made the uncomfortable decision to uh, just literally quit everything, leave everything behind and go on a one-way ticket to Latin America where I'm currently now in Colombia still after almost two years. Um, I realise that there's so many young adults out there that are literally diagnosing themselves with depression when the fact is they're literally lacking direction. And it's yeah. not just the young adults. It's not the 18 to 20-year-olds. It's the 25, the 30-year-olds, 35, even up to 40-year-olds. I know 50-year-olds that still got no vision in their life. And look, the person without purpose will find pleasure in distractions. And if you don't know where you're going in life, any road will get you there. So to answer your question, literally, this travel that I've been on, mainly the travels, has been the inspiration, the, the, the message to me to say, Ryan, you need to write this book and you need to share it with the world. Because there's so many young adults, especially, that need clarity, that need direction in their life. Hence why I created this literally step-by-step manual for someone to pick up, to read, to learn, to implement, and to start making changes to become the very best version of themselves and to live their best lives. Yeah, we're here for such a short snippet of time, aren't we? And I'm not writing, I'm not wrong in saying that you actually did a lot of kind of personal development. It wasn't just, it wasn't just about your life story. You did a lot of personal development. You did a lot of training, didn't you? And mindset training and speaking to people with, you know, real skill and experience. So, so you did really this, this work of uh, your book has been a lot of research over a lot of years, hasn't it? Well, Karen, that's a great question, actually. And, um, you know, look, I, I believe one of your questions was to ask me how long this book took to write. So I'm going to tell you now, if you don't mind. So I started this specifically, this specific book that I've written, Sort Your Shit Out. I started it back in 2020, 21, really. Yeah. And I started it and look, I had that, <laughs> uh, I don't really know what to use the word, um, but like, when you first become a writer, like you, you, you're so happy, you're so excited. And this is with anything in life, usually when we start something new, we're so happy and we got the buzz and we're like, ooh, we're going to be a writer by next week. You're not. So <laughs> for me, it was like, yeah, I'm going to do this amazing thing. And yeah, give it one month. I'm going to have this book on the shelf and it's going to sell millions of copies. No, I was so wrong. Like I was so excited. I wrote probably half of the book. But then I started to look back over it and look for, I could do this better. I could do this better because I was on my own journey and I was improving my mindset every single day. And the more that I improved, the more that I leveled up, I looked back at the book and I kept saying, now I can do this so much better. 
And for me, I'm not like a perfectionist, but I don't want to put a piece of content or a book or something out there into the world and not be happy and think I'm not giving my full 100% me or the best of my ability to help the people that I want to serve. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put this on hold. I went on my travels uh, 2022, April 2022, uh, flew over to Mexico, started making my way down Central America, uh, took a boat over to Colombia, went home to England for Christmas. And then I thought, you know what, I need to write this book. This is the time because I've learned so much from the people that are potentially my target audience. Like I meet so many say young travelers, like, oh, I quit my job to go traveling, but I don't know what to do when I'm back. And I'm just like, ah, or like I'm, I'm procrastinating on changing my job or I don't know what direction. And I'm just like, I've got all the tools in here. So I was like, I need to write this book. So when I went back to England, December, uh, sort of really end of November, December, um, I said, look, I'm going to start from scratch. Mm. Been off everything because I keep going, I just keep making adjustments and it's, it's not going to help me. So I'm just going to start from scratch. So I literally binned it all off, started fresh, flew back out to Colombia at the beginning of February. And then, yeah, since February 2023, up until about August, I think it took me to, to finish mm. completely. And then that's mm. when I reached out to you and said, Karen, I need you to help me. Yeah. And it's about, so for sort of the um, listeners reference, it's about 70,000 words. So we're talking February, March, April, May, June, July. So it's about seven months, isn't it, to write 70,000 words. And, and it's quite interesting when you say about, you know, how long it, how long it took you and how long it's going to be different for fiction and non-fiction. Whereas someone who's writing a work of fiction, their planning might all be in, in, you know, there might be some research, particularly if you're writing historical fiction, but your plan was sort of formulated through your life. So it's a slightly different approach, but it's it's planning nonetheless, isn't it? It's thinking about, it's quite interesting what you're saying about how, you know, you might write a first draft. And I've spoken to lots of writers like this, you know, like, oh, you know, feeling quite despondent about I've written the first draft. And then when I go back to it, half of it ends up on the cutting room floor, so to speak. You know, that's kind of part of the process, isn't it, really? And knowing yeah, what to so leave like, out is sometimes as important as what to put in. <laughs> yeah, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there because... Even now, sometimes I think, oh, was there too much words in there? But look, I wanted to get all of this out. For my first book, I was like, I just want to get everything out there so I know that yeah. I've given it my all. Yeah, maybe on my next book, it's going to be half the size. Who knows? But mm. sometimes the less, the better. Um, but just don't overcomplicate it with, say, if you were to be writing, someone that's going to be writing a book, don't say repeatedly say the same old things over and over again in different ways sometimes you need to repeat yourself just to emphasize or to ingrain it in the reader's mind but you don't need to go over and over and over again on these same things I sort of realized that um but yeah just get some sort of uh, stru structure or planning to how you're going to write your book because I remember that first book it was just literally I sat in my mum and dad's in the spare bedroom and I just got the laptop and I just I just wrote every day I had no plan or structure it was like oh whatever comes to my mind I'm going to write yeah. there was no organization and that's why it was a bit muddled um so then I said to myself I'm going to pre-write the the chapter titles and then I know exactly what I'm going to be sort of talking about in each chapter and then what I do, I, I literally got my phone, my iPhone, I took a notes page and anytime I'd think of something, I'll just put a note, I'll put a note, yeah. I'll put a quote or a sentence or whatever it was that come to my mind, a lesson that I learned from someone or seeing something on my travels and I'll just write. Sometimes I'll write like two 
two paragraphs of writing in the notes page. And I was like, right, next time I get to my laptop, I'm just going to write this out and I'm going to put it yeah. and I'm going to fit it somewhere in between one of these chapters with the specific title. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good way of doing it. Mm. And what else and, did and I want to say? I can't remember. I think that's about it. Yeah, but that's interesting what you're saying there. Like I, when I'm sort of uh, teaching people to write, if you've got your flow and you've got a bit that you're stuck on, don't be afraid to park it. And then come back to it because it might even even with fiction, I know fiction and nonfiction are slightly different. But even if I'm writing a fictional novel, sometimes I might be flowing really well, get stuck on a little point. But don't get bogged down and then just leave it and come back. It's fine to do that, isn't it? Yeah. So that's a great that's a great um, something to talk about, actually, because, you know, Karen, in all honesty, on my travels, this is no joke. I would sometimes sit there a whole day. So sometimes like say wake up at eight o'clock or get on the laptop at eight o'clock and sit there till eight o'clock in the evening and I've written one or two paragraphs and I've just been rattling in my brain all day. Other other days, it's literally one hour and I've written two or three pages. So don't be hard on yourself because some days I was like so hard on myself. I write one paragraph and I'm like, I've wasted my day. You just stress out and then you don't really want to do it tomorrow. And that's when you just stop and then you'll give up for a week and then you'll say, oh, it's okay, I won't write anything for a month. It's all about repetition and consistency. So if you write one one sentence, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's journey, this is what I say to people all the time, everybody's journey will look slightly different and that's perfectly fine. And there are some people who can just free write and don't need a plan. But I do think those people are few and far between, particularly if you've got a really you know, precise message. You do need something to hang it on. And having that chapter plan is almost like when you go and give a talk. You wouldn't, you know, you might stand up and you might not read from your notes, but in your head, you know roughly, okay, this is what I want to convey to the audience. These are the main points. It's like when you do a PowerPoint, isn't it? You've got bullet points on the slides. You don't necessarily write everything that you're going to say, but you have got some, otherwise you're kind of getting in the car without the sat nav on and you're sort of meandering around and never really getting to the point, aren't you? Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, you know, Karen, because, look, for instance, let's say someone asked me, Ryan, speak about yourself, speak about your story. I actually done it the other day, amazing podcast on YouTube, and I told my, my journey about the hospital, the brain injury, out-of-body experience, etc. and I put it on there, and I just can speak so, I can speak so fluent, and it flows, because now I, 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 I know it. I practice it so many times over just telling my story. It just comes natural, and it's all in my mind anyway, so I don't really need to think of anything. But then if someone said, okay, Ryan, we want you to give a motivational talk on how someone can improve their business or their life and uh, in these three specific areas, I need to make sure that I do some research and then I make sure I've got bullet point notes on every single one of them topics. Because if not, yeah, I can talk about anything. But if someone wants you to talk about something specific, then you need to make sure you're going to base your content or your speech around that. So, for instance, if I ask you to just write a book on happiness – you could just write and it. it would be cool to just free flow and write. But if I said happiness in the workplace when you're working um, in a company that's bigger than 10 people, between 10 and 100 people, like this is more specific. So the more niche it is and the more of the, the target audience that you want to speak to, you need to be really specific. So, yeah, I'd say, first of all, definitely get clear on uh, maybe the, the one person that you're directly writing this book, book for. Yeah. So don't cast a net out there like I'm going to speak to these millions of people yeah that's that's great but focus on just one person but in your life think of that one person that you ever spoke to online or that person that you know and just write that book specifically for them and then when you do that you can get really really clear and then that those people are going to hear your message yeah 
I always say write for an audience of one because you can't, you're not going to please all of the people all of the time. So if you know your perfect reader, your ideal reader, and you write exactly for them, you know there'll be lots of people standing behind that person who are going to like the same thing. But if you try and write for everyone, I think we spoke quite a lot you're about right your target audience. Yeah. yeah, it's like your audience really is sort of 20 to 35-year-olds predominantly, isn't it? Or 18 to 30-year-olds predominantly. And there might be some 50 to 60-year-olds for whom your message will absolutely resonate, you know, but primarily you're writing for that audience and I think that is otherwise it can become a bit um bit wishy-washy can't it so just a a few more questions before you go like what so what did you find the most challenging about the whole process (laughs) well when I start (laughs) (laughs) no in all honesty for me the right the writing process was I wouldn't say easy but when I was in flow especially I could write pages and pages and pages it was great um, mm. Just because it's all in my mind. Um, one, say, challenge was getting some structure to it. Because yeah. sometimes I just write and write and write. And then I'd reread it. And I'd be like, bloody hell, Ryan, what have you done here? And I'm just, mm. just, it's all gobbledygook. But like, it's mm. good to me. But someone reading it would be like, what? I don't understand. Like, it doesn't mm. make sense because it's all like different. So, yeah, getting some sort of structure to it. So, with that being said, definitely get someone to um, edit it for you. Because yeah. at the start, I was like, oh, I'll just edit it, edit it myself. But, you know, you can't. What got you, the mindset that got you to the place where you are now isn't going to get you to the place where you want to be. So you need someone else to take a different perspective or a different or professional look at it. Um, so yeah, definitely get yourself edited properly first. Don't get your mate to do it because so many people are like, oh yeah, I read a book once and I edited it for someone. And I was so tempted to get someone random to do it because they read a book mm. or they edited their mate's book at some time. It was like a 20 page book or something. No, get a professional to do it. Someone that's done many books before, get them to do it. Um, the next thing would be, what did I struggle with? Yeah, so the editing for me, it was just like, I don't want to struggle with it, so I'll get someone else to do it. And then one of the main sort of struggles now is, um, I would say even leading up to it, I didn't really know much about it. I've done my own research and I've got other mentors that give me some tips and tricks. But as this was my first book, it was like the marketing side of it. I come up with all these ideas. I've done so much research. I modeled other people, which is a great thing to do. But marketing is like number one. Like if no one knows you've got a book, no one's going to buy it. Like you're going to have your mum, your dad, your brother, your sister, maybe an auntie or, or their mates going to buy it. Like you just mentioned there. Like my, my, gra- my granny, like my nan's mates were buying the book. They're like 60, 70, 80 years old. And like this book is in for them. But they're telling me, oh, this is amazing. I'm thinking <laughs> they're in different ages of their lives. So yeah. look, people are going to buy your book, but you need to get people specific for your audience, your target audience, your niche. They need to hear about it. So get on Instagram Lives, connect with other authors, connect with editors, for instance, uh, do Instagram Lives as much as possible, get on podcasts. You need to get it out there as much as possible. Yeah. And like, there's a million and one ways to get your get your name out there and stuff. And I've tried a handful and like, there's so much more that I can do. So I'm still learning now, even now that the book is published, I'm still trying to think of different, wonderful, weird, fancy ways to try and get my uh, book out there. Yeah. And really, that was that was that was my sort of one of my final questions really is about the marketing and the marketing is quite often what authors find the most challenging because they do. You know, I've seen and I was guilty of that in the beginning. You write this book, you think once I've written it, that's it. Woohoo, I'm done and everyone's going to buy it. You know, ultimately, the marketing is actually probably the, the hardest part. And it's it's a long game, isn't it? You don't mark it's You're not it's not a one and done type situation. It's it's about no. consistently being out there talking about it getting speaking gigs going on podcasts you've got to keep promoting 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 and that can be a challenge can't it 
but you yeah, are, exactly. you are like, the you master know... of the live. You do love a live. <laughs> you I love a live. Hot, I love a live. You know, hot climbing. Yeah. You're all exciting when you do it, which does help, I think. Yeah, you know, Karen, like they say, like the sales is what happens inside the shop. But the marketing is to let the, say, potential customers or audience know that the shop even exists, whereabouts yeah. it is and how to get to the shop. So, like, you could have the best everything inside your shop. You could have, like, all the amazing things that these people would love to buy. But if they don't even know the shop's open or the shop exists or how to get there, no one's going to buy anything. So you need yeah. to make sure you've got the right people going in that right direction. Yeah, that's a great analogy, actually. Yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, you don't want to be the best kept secret in your uh, industry, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no I mean, it's been great talking to you. I could talk to you for ages. You've got so many kind of um, exciting stories to tell. And what I loved about helping you to publish your book was that whenever you phoned me, it was always some weird time because we were operating on different time scales and time zones. And, you were, and, and my husband was like, where is he now? I said, I think he's in Colombia or somewhere. So, so you were definitely yeah. my most exciting client. But, what are your future plans, Ryan, for your book? What do you what do you hope to achieve, and what, and what have you got planned for the book coming up? Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Karen. And I just want to say thank you, Karen, as well, especially being flexible in the times. I remember one time I'm in the middle of the Peruvian Amazon jungle by myself with the guide, and I'm trying to get you on FaceTime, and like the signal is so bad in the jungle, it was just like, psh, 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 and, yeah, Karen, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. So anybody right. that is listening. Karen was so flexible, so thank you for that. So, yeah, um, for me, the plans for the book, so obviously being my first book, I, I didn't say have these high, high hopes. I didn't think, oh, yeah, I'm going to become, like, the bestseller in the world and all this stuff. Of course, I was realistic. Yeah, for me, this is just a business card. For me, I want to go out there, so when I go to events, when I go to places online, oh, yeah, my name is Ryan Nurse. I'm a keynote speaker. I'm a life coach. Oh, and I'm the author of Sort Your Shit Out. How to build a life of your dreams. I'll send you a book. Go and get yourself a copy. So for me, this is just a promotion tool. It's a way to make people aware of who I am. Not everyone's going to go onto Amazon and find my book, of course. But when I do speak to people, I let them know that I do have a book. And yeah, in the future, who knows? Like my ultimate goal, I've been saying it more and more recently. My ultimate life goal is to speak on stages all across the world as one of the best keynote speakers because I absolutely love to speak and share my journey. So for me, it'd be like, I can just see myself now, like visualize it. I just see myself on this stage like this, thousands and thousands of people. And I've got like, I don't know, just a box full of copies and I just start lobbing them out there. So yeah, when you see me do that, just remember this podcast here today because that's my plan. But yeah, yeah look, I'm going to keep writing books because I, I love to write books now um, for sure. And I've got, I've got maybe even two or three more planned already in my mind and I've even started to write them already. So the next one is going to be called dying with regrets and that's already been started as well but i'll probably start that from fresh that's deep that is deep you love a bit of (laughs) i love it but yeah and i love i love your attitude you know it's it's important to be realistic but let's face it from a business point of view there's there's no marketing funnel like a book is there for your credibility and you know I, i often say to people if you write a book you've got a year's worth of content written right there haven't you from extracts and excerpts you've got a great way to get yourself onto stages you've got a great kind of hook for your for your speaking gigs etc so I I know we're going to see you on those stages I see you as the next <laughs> you know Tony Robbins or one of those like big you know marketing <laughs> gurus out there. I'm sure you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna do wise things but I mean the final question for today I think I know the answer to this but have you enjoyed the whole process do you want me to be honest go on yeah, yeah, honesty is the best policy. I'm always honest. Yeah. So, look, for me, 
I've absolutely loved it. So obviously, even before I met you, Karen, I was loving the journey. Sometimes stressful trying to figure it out. But as soon as I met you, Karen, it was just like me and you aligned straight away. Like I spoke to many other uh, publishers, authors, editors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I always go with my intuition. Like I don't go with price. I don't go with who and what has said or advised me to go with them. I go with my intuition, the connection I made. And straight away, when I got on the call with you, Karen, I was like, she speaks my language. Like she's she's one of me, basically. I was like, me and Karen, we just connect. And yeah, I just felt like I'd known you forever. So I was just like, yeah. I've got to go with Karen for sure. So yeah, like, I've enjoyed it. You've been happy. I've been happy. Like we've made this yeah. work and it's been a, a great journey. So I couldn't uh, suggest anyone to, to um, get get your services and really... Go ahead and get Aww. their book out there as well, for sure. Oh, thank you. Well, it's certainly been a pleasure. And I have to, as I say, you, you're definitely my most interesting client. I've never spoken to <laughs> anyone in the Peruvian jungle before. So uh, <laughs> you were a first for me there. But, um, but thank you so much for um, talking to us today. It's been a real pleasure hearing about your, your very inspirational journey. And particularly you coming back from the brink of death. I mean, that's, that's quite some journey. And your poor mum must have uh, wiped away a few grey hairs along the way there. I mean, bless her heart, you know. <laughs> I can uh, take, only take my hat off to her that she's uh, weathered that storm with you and, and it's lovely that you're here to share your tale with us so if you're interested um ryan's book sort your shit out is available on amazon i obviously had the first read of it really because um, i helped him to edit it and i must say it's a great book and what i love about it is there's loads of really great tips in there things some things that we know already but we just need reinforcing but what i loved about it especially is how easy to follow it is it doesn't talk in jargon you and I sort of pretty down to earth we talk in words I hope that people pretty much understand and are quite accessible um, so there's loads of tips and tricks and advice and kind of strategies that that anybody can use to enhance their life so I love it for that so anyone who's listening today sort your shit out by Ryan Nurse it's a must read and will help you uh, to live the life of your dreams whether that be in the Peruvian jungle or uh, in a you know <laughs> flat in the borough of London somewhere it doesn't it doesn't matter so um, thank you for joining us today it's been great talking to you to you and um, we look forward to book number two Karen thank you so much and everybody who will listen to this thank you as well thank you